Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 184, air date October 18th, 2017. I'd like to have your view on how you think Medicare, how you think medical uh, arrangements should be made in this country, whether it's at the federal level, the state level, or a private enterprise, whatever your point of view is. Yeah, so the, the question is, um, Bernie Sanders has proposed a proposal for revamping Medicare to making it national, and I think your question is, what are my views on really the health care issue? So, uh, so just to let you know, you know, health care has been something that's been very uh, a passion of mine uh, at a very deep level. I grew up in a small village also in India where my grandmother was a traditional healer. You know, in, you know if you go back even a couple hundred years in this country or thousands of years in most other countries, every local community had a doctor, the, the village doctor. And that person in ancient times was always a woman or what they called a shaman or a healer. In the modern world, it was typically your local family practitioner, uh, even up in probably 30 years ago. And that's where you got health care delivered, right? The doctor would look at your face, he'd look at your tongue. You know, he actually looked at you, didn't look at a computer. And uh, most of healthcare, the origin of modern, the modern healthcare system, if you really look at it, um, came from war. If you go back and look at the origin of it from Florence Nightingale, when she was looking at the Crimean War, she was actually a statistician also, not just a nurse, and she realized that the soldiers on the field weren't dying from shots on the field, they were actually dying when they brought them into the so-called hospitals. There wasn't enough systems there. So she had this vision of what we call the modern healthcare system where you had hygiene, you had doctors, you started doing clinical research. So if we look at the modern healthcare system, it really comes from putting a soldier back on the field. And I mean that uh, in the literal sense, it's after we get hurt. You follow what I'm saying? So we need to understand the context of the modern, what we call healthcare system. It's really about crisis management. And a lot of it is based on pharmaceutical drugs and invasive surgery, which I'm not opposed to, but it's for a certain class of ailments. The other aspect of healthcare, which is sort of diminished and forgotten about, is what we call prevention, right? What are the things that we can do way before that we teach kids on how to eat, what, where the food comes from? It's clear um, when you look at the larger healthcare payouts, 80 to 90% of it goes for chronic ailments. A small piece of it goes for, you know, major catastrophes like an accident and a, a, a lesser piece for payouts. So when you look at the numbers that are sp spent on healthcare, we need to recognize a significant portion of it is going for chronic ailments, many of which can be modulated by proper diet, uh, other foods, you know, et cetera, over here. So my view is we need to understand what we mean by healthcare, because what we have right now is really not healthcare, we have insurance care. We actually, um, Romney and Obama and et cetera, starting in the 70s, when pharma companies, uh, big hospitals, and insurance companies were start, were a, started participating in policy making, they actually built this thing called the modern insurance system. And that insurance healthcare system diminishes this whole other area of health, but it's really about um, a collusion between big insurance, big pharma, and big hospitals. Part of that collusion is massively inflated prices, right? Drug prices, which we've all read about, and massively inflated hospital prices in terms of these, any type of procedure. So we need to understand over here, 
whenever you talk about single payer, national policy, um, people call it socialism. Let's not even get into that argument. The issue is, do we want to provide great health care for our citizens? Uh, so the one view is, well, if we want to do that, and we want to do that, quote unquote, at a single cost, you know, single payer, um, the uh, one group of people say, well, that's going to break our bank, right? It's going to be too expensive. And they have some validity there. But no one addresses the real nature of why it's expensive. They just say it's expensive, so we shouldn't do it. The real reason is because the cost of building a single drug, and I know this intimately because I've got the four degrees from MIT, my PhDs in biological engineering. I run a company that enables drug development. The reason is a single drug today takes about 15 years to develop, $5 billion. Think about that. So by the time they discover to take it through the animal testing, the clinical trials, and by the time the drug comes out, the pharma company who created it maybe has five years to recoup on their investment, right? Because patent life is only 20 years. You following me? So the reason these drug prices are so high is because of all the nonsense, the failures in academic research, which no one talks about, the failures in the entire drug development process. That is what needs to be addressed. So innovation is really needs to be unleashed. We got to bring down drug cost prices. The other piece is when you look at the, the, the cost of doing these procedures, I can tell you what the insurance companies have done is I have a lot of doctors in my family, know a lot of doctors. I was on the phone a couple of uh, weeks ago. Uh, one of the doctors, MIT PhD trained anesthesiologist, she was telling me that when she goes to do a pain surgery, the insurance company, whoever they are, some actuary in some uh, room has decided that she needs to give three pain shots, no matter what the patient needs. So you follow me? So the costs are high because someone over in an insurance company is determining what this doctor should do. So fundamentally, we have the corporatization of medicine. So I, I want to lay this out as I want to answer your question because it's not a straightforward answer unless we understand that drug prices are too high because the entire process of creating drugs is an 18th century model. Most drug company executives know this, but they don't talk about it. You're going to see more and more consolidation of the drug companies. And then on the other hand, the hospital invasive costs are high because someone's promoting procedures and protocols to the local doctor who is your family practitioner knew you because they're running algorithms. They don't even know the patient anymore. These are the reasons that the cost is so high. So when Bernie Sanders says, yeah, we should have a national health program, he understands none of this. So he'll do that because it makes him look like, oh, socialist Bernie cares for the people, right? And then anyone who attacks him is made to look like the bad guy, like they don't care for the people. Neither side understands any of this. Again, career politicians who don't know science, who don't know engineering, who don't know biology, who've never studied the fundamentals. What we need to do first is there are amazing technologies that exist to significantly lower the cost of drugs. I know this, we've created an amazing revolutionary technology called Cytosol. We discovered a drug for pancreatic cancer in a record 11 months. We modeled the human cell on the computer, cancer on the computer. We can test stuff without all this animal testing. We did that in 11 months and got FDA allowance. But in spite of our technology, there's many other technologies like this. So there's a new model coming out called direct payer system where we eliminate all these layers of insurance companies, we're able to directly pay. Um, this morning I was on the phone with a cardiologist from Texas. He goes, Shiva, I make a lot of money doing cardiology, but I can tell you only 10% of what I do, like putting stems in, that's valuable. The other 90% is just BS, he said. He goes, we waste so much money, it's completely a racket. That racket needs to be 
expose, understood, and fixed. Because everything else is a Band-Aid. That's what politicians do. So I'm saying Bernie Sanders, whatever he's saying, is meaningless because we need to go at the heart of the problem. This is like in engineering. You have something wrong with the engine, and you keep fixing the seat so people feel comfortable. You see what I'm saying? We're not addressing the, the fundamental problem with the engine that's going to you know, knock that plane out of the air. So my view is we need to probably go to these direct payer models. We need to have much more competition in the insurance companies. And the third leg of that is we need to unleash uh, innovation as well as prevention. Um, there's a whole movement right now of people recognizing what you put in your mouth. Uh, I just went to a food conference where I was a keynote speaker. Uh, the number one cause of cancer, do you know what it is? The food we eat. The food we eat. That's what the number one cause of cancer. And when you go down the list of diabetes, uh, a paper was just came out in Nature, ultra low levels of glyphosate, which is Roundup, you know, the pesticide that Monsanto puts out ultra, not low levels, ultra low levels um, cause fatty liver, which is the one that causes diabetes, etc. So it's a food. And, and by the way, it's a huge opportunity for Americans because the software business is a four, $400 billion business. There's huge opportunity for growth. Guess what the food business is? $4.6 trillion. That business has the opportunity to be bigger than the internet. So 78% um, of Americans that said they want to eat cleaner food, but it's expensive. Organic food is very expensive. But we're able to move an apple from Seattle over to Brewster, right? Yet we have apples up in Harvard, which are organically grown. We can't get here. So I'm saying there's a huge innovation opportunity here. We got to address food. We can do all this nonsense on the back end, single payer, whatever you want to call it. But I'm saying it's not addressing the real issue if we want health care. So that's where I'm coming from. And I'm saying this as a scientist, as an entrepreneur, as someone who studied this for almost 30 years. And we got to address food. We got to address prevention. And that's how we solve problems. We do need to have crisis management care. I'm not denying that, you know? You know, God forbid something happens. But that too should be competitive. We shouldn't just cap give captive audiences to three insurance companies in each state.